Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Well, welcome to The Sages Among Us. I'm Brian Buckley, and I'm honored tonight to be your host for tonight's show. Uh, This evening, we're going to get the personal story of a citizen leader who's deeply engaged in making our community a better place. My guest tonight is Ben Aguilar, the mayor of Grass Valley and a member of the Grass Valley City Council since 2015. Prior to that, Ben served for four years on the Grass Valley Planning Commission. Ben, welcome to The Sages Among Us. Well, thank you for having me, Brian. Appreciate it. Well, uh, I uh, really appreciate you being with us, too, and I understand that, uh, you know, you've got a bit of an illness going on, and uh, despite the personal discomfort, you're taking the time to join us, so that's very appreciated. Um, so, you know, one of the things I've, I've wondered, uh, you know, uh, uh, in true American spirit, you know, you're, you're not a full-time politician. What, uh, when you're not engaged in the business of being the mayor of Grass Valley, what's your day gig? Uh, well, what I what I get paid for is uh, I work for the family business, and that is uh, it's A and A air conditioning and heating, and it's a family owned business. My grandfather started it back in 1960, and my roles uh, with that are I, I do estimation. I wear a lot of hats being a family business, mm-hmm. so uh, marketing, uh, so advertising, purchasing, uh, logistics. There's quite a bit uh when with the family business so that's my day gig um but i'm also a, f- a full-time dad uh, uh we have a couple <laughs> of young kids my wife and i and that that takes up quite a bit of time so <laughs> that's right. uh, that's part of the day gig too getting them ready yeah. getting them dressed <laughs> fed well that, that that's a 24-hour gig <laughs> right mm-hmm. there it never ends so, yeah sometimes it's right. two in the morning <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I think you've got, uh, you know, three potentially full-time jobs, you know, on your, on your plate for sure. Um, well, so, you know, what got you? You know, obviously you're, you're a local businessman. Um, and what, what got you first involved on the planning commission, you know, eight or ten years ago, whenever that was? Yeah, uh, well, ten years ago, I, I did the math. Uh, Jason Foyer ran for city council, and he won, and he needed to uh, appoint a planning commissioner. And so throughout uh, meeting him in the community and being involved with another organization where he was a part of, uh, I got to to know him, and he said, you know, you should really apply, and uh, (laughs) one way to get more involved in the community. So I I said, yeah, sure. I, I have a couple of family members uh, that that have been involved in planning commission, so it was not totally new to me. And um, uh, that's I started the process and got interviewed, and uh, they appointed me to to the planning commission. So I served four years for that uh, on that commission. All right. Well. Um, you know, so is, you jumped right in uh, upon the invitation. 
And I'm wondering, growing up, was there a civic engagement or leadership focus in, in your family? Was that something that a lot of others did? Or was is, are you one of the first members of your family to do something like that? No. So my uh, my grandfather served on the planning commission for, you know, I don't know how many years uh, before before I was around, I think. And then my uncle Paul uh, served as a planning commissioner mm-hmm. for the city of Grass Valley and with the county of Nevada. And so mm-hmm. uh, I kind of grew up having conversations with him. I'd ask him questions. Hey, what are you working on? And, and he would say, oh, this is something for the planning commission. And uh, we would have discussions about projects and he'd ask me questions and I'd bounce some stuff off of him. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it's, I grew up with, with family members uh, in the planning commission. And then my, my dad, he's actually a reserve police officer with the city of Grass Valley. And he's been doing that mm-hmm. for, gosh, oh, how long have the dinosaurs been roaming around? So <laughs> he's been around there for a while. Like over forty something years. <laughs> I, I I hope he's listening tonight. <laughs> I, I hope so too. Hope he's got his, his hearing aids in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so clearly, you had some some role models uh, for for getting into civic engagement. I did. Yes. Yeah. So I'm wondering, was there? You know, can you look back and think of any kind of a watershed event that? Uh, you now realize has had a major impact on the direction your life has taken? You know, that that's a really heck of a question. I was thinking back um, back in college when I decided to go to Sonoma State. Uh, I took a year, instead of following friends to, to Chico, uh, I had no clue what I was wanted to be, what I wanted to do. So I, I took a year and, and went to Sierra, and then deciding to go to uh, Sonoma State was really the the big the big part for me. Uh, it was a big leap, uh, deciding uh, what career path I wanted to do, uh, study business, and that's where a lot of things started happening for me. Um, I joined. A fraternity after a couple of years uh, got into a leadership role with that group, and we did uh, <laughs> a lot of great things. And, you know, you think, oh, college fraternity, it's nothing but parties and things. Well, yes and no. Uh, we were actually organizing these huge events and raising money for the big brothers and big sisters. And so it was, it was a lot of work and a lot of fun, and I got to meet my wife there, and that was really kind of a, a critical moment for me. Even though we didn't date in college, I got to meet her there, and mm-hmm. uh, she was involved in in uh, the community and in, in school there, and uh, we, we really got together later on, and uh, that's, you know, that's really the catalyst of solidifying what I was going to do with my life. And that was, you know, besides a regular job, helping in some way in the community. And that's what I did because when I moved back home, I really got heavily involved with uh, the, the Elks and I joined uh, the, the ranks with them and helped in a charitable way. 
uh, helped with the hospital foundation as a volunteer and really got active in the community. Um, and so that was really uh, going to going to college was was the biggie for me. Uh, that was that watershed event that really made me uh, who I was and put me in that direction. First, first got you stepping out into those leadership roles and community service roles, and and clearly yeah. your 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 wife was too smart to date you in college, so that's you know uh, probably was. a good thing. Yeah, okay. But I got her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you finally finally caught up there, huh? Yeah, that's yes. great. Um, so you know, obviously you, you served on the, the planning commission. What's the story behind uh, your decision to, to run for city council? Now you were, you were appointed first, correctly. I was, is yes. that right? Yeah. So, uh, I, and I figured, Oh, I'll just be a, a planning commissioner for another four years. Uh, my Jason was uh, reelected to the council and, uh, the other person, uh, who was elected quit after, I think it was a couple days. And the current council had a couple, I think there was three choices they could have done. It was either uh, appoint somebody directly, have an open application process and appoint somebody or uh, have another election and do that process. So Mm -hmm. uh, what happened for me was, uh, you know, I, I threw my, my hat in the ring and it was uh, really absolutely terrifying. <laughs> it was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do as a personal decision. And mm-hmm. the the reason I did did it was I had a lot of conversations with my family and I had a lot of conversations with uh, my work. And it really boiled down to um, giving the community a choice, giving the the council members a choice. And, you know, I had the experience as a planning commissioner, uh, experience being in the community. And I had a, uh, that really that, that the one piece that the council was missing, and that was to offer a perspective from an age group that really wasn't represented on the council. And so mm-hmm. I felt it was really important uh, for the community to have somebody in their 30s represent uh, represent them, and that's one of the big uh, the big decisions that uh, drew me to put my name in the hat. Now I didn't think that I had a shot, maybe like a two percent shot, but. I went through the application process, which was terrifying in an open council meeting, and uh, they 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 picked me, and that was uh, really just uh, it was surprising, and I was ready to ready to get to work. So that was uh, that's the story. <laughs> yeah, really crazy. Well, well, you know, and also that that uh, you know. 30 something demographic and and even younger you know that's uh what so many um organizations uh nonprofit organizations throughout the county you know they're they're hungry for for people like that that uh you know have that perspective and that energy so it's you know it's not all boomers that are you know uh involved in these different enterprises so. right no it's that's true but you know it's it's hard to pull those young folks because 
they are so busy in their lives, either with kids or work, and it's it's hard to hard to find that time. I'm really fortunate that I've got a family and a family business that uh, affords me to just break off every now and then, and so I could go into work early and then break off a little early, and it really has mm-hmm. helped out tremendously. But it's you know it's it's tough to get uh, getting young folks uh, involved because they're so so busy and just a lot right. lots going on in their lives. Absolutely, I I completely agree with you. You know, we'll, we'll get into you know uh, you know some of the the costs or stresses in, involved in in the work you do. But um, for right now, what's the greatest benefit personally to you in doing this work on the city council? What do you get well, out? Well, the what I love is taking my kids to the park and just seeing them light up and seeing all the other kids light up. There's a lot that the city has done in the last few years with Memorial Park, and um, there's a a mini park over by the fire station, and it's really really a, a great, great thing. The transformation of the parks have really made the uh, undesirable activity transition out and the more healthy activity come back in. And and that's what I I like to see is uh, a healthy community enjoying, uh, enjoying the the benefits of what the city has provided. Great. Great. That's what makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. That that reminds me of a story actually, you know, after the uh, skateboard park went in, and uh, I was working at Scott, and one of our teachers started a skateboard club, and uh, uh, several, you know, uh, one day a week, all the kids and this teacher would, would head over to the skateboard park, and everybody right. that was there at the time, um, you know, just took a look at that and, and took off, and it, it just sort of, uh, you know, changed the nature of the skateboard park there for at mm-hmm. least a, a short time. And it sounds like oh, uh, yeah. a lot of the same things happening now. All right. Well, uh, everybody, you are listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Brian Buckley, and we're talking today with Ben Aguilar, mayor of Grass Valley and member of this Grass Valley City Council. So, Ben, you were first appointed to the city council in 2015 and have subsequently been elected. When does your current term end, and to what do you credit your longevity over five years, six years now in this position? Yeah, well, um, let's see. My term ends in sometime late December, mid-December of 2022, um, and I, I really credit the uh, my longevity with the support with my from my family, uh, my work family, my friends, and, and really the community, the, the community, they're the ones that, uh, who elected me and elected the body of the council. And, uh, if I'm not doing something right, or the rest of us aren't doing something right, then, you know, they give you the boot and, and you really have to, uh, you have to listen to the community. You have to listen to your constituents and, and really know, have a grasp on what they want and what the direction uh, the community is going in. And that's why they elected us, and, and that's why we're having to make the decisions that we have to make. 
Hey, so, hey, uh, hey, Ben and Brian, it's Keith in the studio, and we had a caller call and say, uh, how come you missed the council meeting last night, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, w- <laughs> I was sicker than a dog. Uh, I had a stomach bug that I got, I think it started on Saturday, Sunday? It was Sunday. And uh, I went to work on Monday, and then I had to leave. Uh, I took Tuesday and Wednesday off, and... Yeah, I, I, there was no way I could uh, be in a meeting and uh, partake in what I was going through. <laughs> I'm a lot better right now, uh, but that is the reason why I had to miss the meeting last night. And I really <laughs> want to thank Jan for uh, for stepping in as vice mayor and, and, and running the meeting. So thank you, Jan. Appreciate that. Heck, that might have been Jan who called. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, you know, speaking of, of which, you know, with the, the meetings and all that, what, what is the typical weekly time commitment for a city council member? And I know that it changes. Yeah. Right, on during average. a council. Yeah. Yeah. On, on average, on a non-council week, it could be between two and 15 hours, uh, depending on meetings. And then uh, during uh, like a council meeting week, it's a little bit more. Sometimes I'll I'll spend about, on average right now for me as, as a mayor role, it's about minimum 10 hours a week uh, between answering phone calls, returning phone calls, returning emails. Uh, it it does it adds to uh, adds to that clock. And there's a lot of folks that uh, want to know what's going on and uh, and. We as council members are are the conduit to uh, to let them know uh, what's going on, and so um, you know we all have our numbers published on the uh, the website, and so folks can call the number, leave a message, um, and we usually get back to folks uh, pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. between uh, with COVID, there's there's been quite a bit more time commitment and a lot of more data thrown our way, so. It's uh, it does add to uh, to the clock, so I'd say uh, it's been way above average compared to uh, pre-COVID times. Got it, got it. You know, uh, sort of stepping uh, back and getting a, a, a it's more of a sort of high-level perspective and beyond just you. What 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 are you seeing as some of the biggest challenges? the city of Grass Valley is facing these days. Maybe challenges is the wrong word. Just biggest issues. The biggest issues, well, one of, and this is cities in general, but it applies to our city, Uh, the PERS unfunded liability. um, We had a, uh, the PERS retirement fund wasn't making their goals and and their returns on their investments. So as such, cities had to uh, put in more money to the pot uh, to compensate for that. Well, what we as a city uh, and through our, our city finance director, Andy Heath, uh, he was projecting out that these costs were going to potentially increase tremendously. And what we ended up doing was issuing bonds and uh, maintaining a level of contributions that um, were, were static and were uh, we're able to save more money by doing that, and so it's not as a big issue as other cities are having. Uh, 
some other challenges we're having right now is, is COVID, how we're navigating and dealing with that. Now, the city of Grass Valley uh, does have a little bit of control with this, this COVID issue, but it's really the state is the one that's uh, the, the puppet master throwing down all of the uh, requirements for businesses, uh, and as such, we really, we really just have to follow what the state says, and, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's that blanket approach. Really, you know, in most cases, doesn't apply well to small cities like us, and so we're we're more affected by their decisions than uh, other cities. So Sacramento is down in the valley, and and. They've got different weather, different temperatures than we do up in the the foothills. So there's a lot of decision making at a state level that uh, people don't think about the uh, the other smaller rural communities. So that's a challenge as communicating with the state and seeing how they can better accommodate us for our needs. Um, You know, and, and another challenge is how can we keep our community relevant during COVID and one of the uh, one of the things that we did to combat that and and help our businesses and and restaurants downtown was to close uh, Mill Street down, mm-hmm. and as such, we created a space where businesses could go into the street. Uh, we also created parklets where, in the public right of way, where businesses and restaurants could go out and serve outdoors. And uh, for businesses that don't have that capability having that uh, extra space outdoors for tables really really made a, a huge difference so right, right. Uh, the, the the navigation of code and it's still going on but we're now we're in the red tier so uh, there's less restrictions so that does help out but you know we we as a city have have worked with these uh, businesses and uh, and it's really been challenging, but we've come up with some uh, really interesting solutions, and we've worked fairly quickly at it. So we've got a, a great staff that's that's helped, but it's always a challenge every day. Right, right. Well, in fact, uh, you were mentioning, you know, the, the closing of Mill Street to uh, vehicular traffic and, uh, you know, devoting that space to restaurants and and businesses there on on Mill Street, and I, I am I correct in understanding that's actually a, a question that is coming before the city in terms of uh, you know keeping Mill Street closed or reopening its traffic. That's a that's something you're examining right now, isn't it? That is yes. So the next meeting we will be discussing the path and the process. Uh, going forward, whether we're going to close down Mill Street permanently and uh, infuse that area with funds to uh, reinvent it or open it up and keep it as it was. So that's uh, that's something that's really close on the horizon. I believe it is our, our next next meeting, our first meeting in April that we'll be discussing okay. that. Well, no, you, and you may have addressed this question at least partially all, all ready, Ben, but, uh, you know, you've been in a leadership and decision-making position for a pretty long time now, which gives you a unique perspective on our community and region. And are there any trends or directions or issues that, that stand out to you that you haven't already mentioned? Well, you know, the, the, there's a trend right now that many people are 
are seeing, and that is folks fleeing the uh, Bay Area and migrating up to a rural community uh, such as ours. And mm-hmm. uh, it's created a kind of a, a an issue for housing. So I think that we'll see uh, folks that have developments that are already approved and already ready to go actually try to kickstart those things uh, in gear. So that's a new construction trend I think will happen fairly quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And then I see the the way that the direction that this, these uh, trends are going is most people want to have a uh, more space with uh, their activities because of COVID. And they want to, uh, I think that people will want to dine outdoors more. Uh, I think people want to be outdoors more. Being on a, a lockdown for a, a year, essentially, uh, people are going to want to do more things. And so they're going to want to do more things outside. Things are going to open up more. And uh, I think more people will want to fill the void of what they missed uh, in uh, 2020 and part of 2021. So mm-hmm. more entertainment things. They'll have birthday parties to make up for. I mean, I turned 40 when I was <laughs> – when when everything started shutting down in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I – when things open back up, I'm going to have like a, a 40, 40th birthday party. And uh, I think that businesses will take advantage of that, uh, that kind of a trend where uh, – the makeup trend. And we'll see – uh, see things happen that way. Uh, great, great. You know what? What advice might you? What what advice would you have for people who might be interested in running for local office? Now that you've been on both sides of that, um, you know, there I would I'd, I'd ask them some questions, but like, why do you want to do it? And and if they have some great answers, I'd say, well, first of all, go to go to meetings. Uh, go to the all the meetings, planning commission, historical commission meetings, uh, city council meetings, and, and as of now, a lot of that those meetings are only via Zoom. Um, so, but ask ask questions, ask questions of staff, uh, call a council member, call a supervisor, call a planning commissioner, and and ask them uh, questions of uh, that. Why do you want? Why were you a planning commissioner? And so. Uh, it's a, it's just a matter of communicating. And I think there's a lot of uh, folks out there that would be great, great uh, council members. And it's just a matter of uh, uh, getting them to, to do it. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. tough to, uh, to find the time. And when you're under the, uh, when you're under the microscope, like you are uh, in public office, uh, it can be daunting for a lot of folks. So um, I'd say take a take a leap of faith, uh, give it a shot, and don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to uh, put yourself out there. Well, you know, speaking speaking of that, that that point you made about some people not really wanting to be put under the microscope, so to speak. Um, do you have any suggestions for people who may want to get involved in local decisions and directions but don't want the attention and conflict that might sometimes come with a visible leadership position like a city council member? Yeah, no, that's, it's really important to go to the meetings and uh, share your voice uh, with, the, with the council or a commission. 
public comment is for everybody and it's important to have that as part of the process and we need people to to do that so to get involved means you have to uh, go and uh, learn about the project ask questions and um, reach out to staff reach out to uh, a council member or a commissioner about concerns you have about a project or or kudos on a project and and, and that's one way to really get involved and make a difference. Um, there's been okay. times where I've been in a meeting and a person's public comment has uh, totally shifted at my perspective. And it's like, wow, you know, that's, that's a good point this person makes. And, you know, it, that for the decision-making process, you got, you got to listen to all the comments and listen to the presentation and, and then, at the end of it, formulate it uh, a decision on it, and you got to calculate everything that's been uh, been said. And so, it is right. very important for uh, for public uh, comment and people that that get involved that way really do make a difference. Okay, well, we've only got about a minute left here, Ben. But uh, what um, do you have any final thoughts on community that will take thirty seconds or or so? <laughs> Well, I could take uh, way more than that, but I, I just sure. want uh, to say that, that our community is a great, great rural community, and it's filled with a lot of great folks that do a lot of great things. And it's important to get involved with community, and uh, that's, that's how I did it, and I encourage many, many others to do the same. Well, Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight. It's been a pleasure to hear your thoughts, and I appreciate you doing that, even when you're not in 100% great shape. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Brian. I really appreciate uh, the time uh, uh, that you took to have me on, and, and uh, thank you very much. You're welcome.